First, we uh, head to the phones and we talk to our counselor, Paula Flesher. Paula, welcome to the show. It's good to have you along. Hi there. So, Paula, you are advocating for a New Year's Eve parking amnesty. What provoked this? Well, it's only in the permit parking neighborhoods, and there's not that many of them in Toronto. I don't know if you live near one, but it's where you have to pay to have your car on the street. And uh, anybody who doesn't have a sticker in their window gets a ticket. I thought that was everywhere within the city of Toronto. No, 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 no. Only in the old city of Toronto, very few, I'd say the majority of the 25 wards don't have permit parking. Okay. It's pretty well concentrated in the old city of Toronto and some parts of East York. That makes sense to me because I've only lived in the old city of Toronto. There you go. So if you uh, live in uh, the old city of Toronto around the Danforth, you have to pay to live on the street. And if you live way north, closer to the Don Valley, uh, you don't have to pay. And then a lot of the time people tell me, well, we can just leave our car out overnight in those locations. And anybody who leaves a car out overnight without a tag on it or a sticker showing they've paid a permit, they're getting tickets in the uh, parts of the city. So I think it's confusing for your listeners because Mm. not everybody has this situation. Anyway, somebody at 1230, they got a ticket and... um, their host got in touch with me and said, boy, that that's really not very uh, nice for the New Year's to start off that way. So I thought... So it was based on one person getting a ticket? No, a couple of other people phoned in. I just got a picture. I got Somebody sent me a picture, but I had other people phone in and say, this is kind of cheesy. Is it true? phone calls about permit parking, by the way. Yeah. Lots. Okay. Is it true that Torontonians were, uh, while they were celebrating the New Year, there was a parking inflitz, uh, enforcement blitz going on? Well, they've told me it's not a blitz. It's just a regular night. Okay. And... Uh, um, but it's 600 people, huh. and in on New Year's, on New Year's. So yeah. uh, I know some people think, why didn't they plan ahead and uh, make their plans to go on the TTC, which is free, by the way. We forego lots of, of lots of money to mm-hmm. get people on the TTC on New Year's. I think it's sponsored by someone actually. Yeah, sponsored but, you know, by uh, some booze companies, I believe. I just don't know if we make up all that revenue, okay. but there is a sponsorship for yep. that. But anyway, it's, you know, you're out with your friends and then it's midnight. And what do you do at midnight? You clink a glass, you sing Old Lang Syne, and then somebody's giving you a ticket out for that house. So uh, people are always upset that parking enforcement is just so unilateral and there's no kind of um, wiggle room or grace period. Even if you drop somebody off in that permit parking area, uh, you'll still get a ticket even if you're in for five minutes and so, they come by and you've got that. So people get ticked off with that. They, right. pay to the street. they pay for the street. They pay to park on the street. But some discretion and good cheer would be helpful, particularly on New Year's. What about, but with New Year's, and, you know, as people have said, why not just buy a 24-hour parking uh, pass? You can do that. You can do it online anytime. It's true. If uh, the, Yes, because you know what? I started that pass from people that came in town and had to spend seven weeks, uh, pay for something for seven days rather than Well, I thank night. you for that because I've come so in quite often and I get it's like nine bucks, ten bucks maximum. Yeah, we call that the one, the overnighter is yeah. to help you. But that was, I think on New Year's it's a bit different because somebody might be coming to visit you or your mom might come down, somebody might come. You're probably not 
drinking or smoking up. Well, that's what happens on New Year's. So it's not your top of mind that you're getting this. So I think a lot of people just ended up, someone says, stay over, don't mm. drive. Yeah. And now, I don't know if you're in any shape to go up and get in the computer and start trying to get your overnighter. Uh, it's not that difficult. Come on. But let's let's on talk how about... you've had to drink, Kelly, <laughs> some of these parties. <laughs> this past, uh, you go to some fun parties. This, th- this, um, this passed by, what was the vote? Well, we're just going to find out if it's going to have an impact now on any of the streets with their mm-hmm. permits. That's what Councillor Matlow asked for, and I thought, that's a good idea. Go ahead. Let's see if that will have an impact on people who are parking with their permit. I think a lot of people are away over the Christmas holiday, so mm-hmm. I don't think it would make that much difference for somebody right. trying to come home and find a parking Yeah, spot. I guess the, the problem is if you have permit parking, you go out, you come home, you want to park, and somebody's having a party on your street. That's right. You're hooped. You're a little Where do you hooped, go? but a lot of the time over the holidays, there's lots of spots. <clears throat> People tend to go away. All right. Well, listen. Over those two weeks, but well, let's see how it let's see how it all shakes out. Nobody wants to start their new year with a ticket. Um, but let's let's just turn direction here <laughs> to right. uh, the city of Toronto. Apparently, wants to buy the Hearn Waterfront site. This was purchased by Studios of America. It's a 16 hectare, 40 acre uh, site, and they bought it from the Ontario Power Generation um, uh, Corporation in. Uh, in a $16 million deal, the city has voted 20 to 2 to direct staff to start discussions with Studios of America. Are you in favor of them buying the Hearn uh, station? And um, and what are your thoughts on that? Well, I did make... I, I did- make the motion. It was uh, co-signed by the mayor as my seconder for this. We've always wanted this site. The Really and truly, it was sold by uh, Ontario Power Generation, but it had to have approval by the cabinet. This was a, this is a piece of 40 acres on the waterfront that was technically owned by the Ontario government, mm-hmm. but OPG had it for power generating. And it just seems to me that the city has all of its land there. We're going to be building out the waterfront. This would make a great site for waterfront redevelopment. From around the world, people look at that building, the Hearn, and say it's a magnificent building to adapt it, reuse it, cultural, recreational purposes. It's a landmark building. It's been identified as such in every single plan that's ever been written and uh, it should be a catalyst for waterfront redevelopment. It should be in public hands. It was in public hands, but mm-hmm. it was just basically turned over to a private corporation. How did the city miss out on that opportunity to buy it the first time? Because the lease gave right of first refusal to that to the person who was leasing it, and the Ontario government didn't. What the Ontario government could have done, and I really, really wish they would have done this, is say to the people with the lease, you know what, this is a strategic piece of land. All the waterfront plans say this Hearn and surrounding land should be in the waterfront plan, and you know... We know you have a lease, but we're going to take the lease back and and pay out the rest of your lease. And we're going to turn these lands over to the Waterfront Corporation, the same as the city's turning its lands over to the Waterfront Corporation. I understand that That you said, yeah, that you said if they agree to sell it for what they paid or, uh, you know, or what they paid and and cost, that would be fantastic. $16 million. What are the odds of that? That was, it was appraised for $16 million. So... This wasn't somebody dreamt this up. This but number. recently? Yes. Okay. For a November sale. The sale was in November, hmm. so that was the $16 million assessment was for then. And um, there's so much that could be done and planned for 
when we've talked about the Hearn before, everyone said this is a world-class building on the waterfront. It wouldn't be knocked down. It has uh, all the bricks that from Evergreen, every single brick in the mm. Hearn was made at the Evergreen Brickworks, the largest number of bricks in any building that Evergreen made. It's got tremendous connections in the East End. It could be a very exciting addition to the waterfront. Could this end up being like a, um, I heard you say for recreational use, but could it end up being a space for uh, living as well, a part of it made into condos and, and the like? Well, it is right beside the Portland's Energy Centre, and they are a peaker plant. They deliver 500 megawatts of power. Probably today it's running because of the cold weather. And all of the transmission towers that move the power across one side of the city from east to west, they're there. It really is very unsuitable for residential development. Got it. A lot of, a lot of EMF there.